As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. John Sears is a dancing fool who's out of step with Iowa values. John Sears calls Field of Dreams his favorite movie, but Sears didn't go to school at a cornfield. He went to Dowling, a private school in the big city located a stone's throw from an interstate full of speed traps and road rage. Sears claims he's the Cyclone Insider, but he graduated from Iowa. The first time I saw Sears on Sound Off, I threw up all over my television. He looks like a Muppet. He looks like a Muppet. How can you trust a man named after a toilet and a department store? Reject John Sears. Paid for by the committee to elect Keith Murphy, solo host of Sound Off. From WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Nothing personal, that was a committee. It seemed a little that, harsh. That I had nothing to do with it, really, except I voiced it. Uh, welcome to Sound Off, Keith Murphy, alongside John Sears. Uh, what'd you think, John? I thought... Kind of an underwhelming Super Bowl. Mainly because it didn't have that wow moment. Didn't have that epic play, remember. Didn't have the Santonio Holmes catch, the Vinatieri field goal. The Malcolm uh, Butler. Malcolm Butler interception. Didn't have that moment. Good game, but not great. Hot topic, what else? Super Bowl 50, call 515-282-9010. What did you love? What did you hate? Your chance to sound off live right now. 515-282-9010. ISU coach Steve Prohm suspended Cyclone Center Jameel McKay. McKay did not even travel to Stillwater. We know whatever made Prohm say enough involved practice and attitude fatigue, but no specifics. Interestingly, Prohm says McKay is suspended indefinitely while McKay tweeted and told the Ames Tribune, one game, bad idea. When a coach says indefinitely and the player says one game, it forces the coach to consider at least one more game. And the best thing for all involved, the Cyclones won without McKay. Prome then said this. I didn't come here just to coach this team this year. Uh, I came here to run a program. Uh, I came here to continue to build on what's been done over the last four or five years. And there's things I want done. And I want things done the right way. Good for Prome. If Iowa State is going to realize its considerable potential and make a run in late March, it will take all Cyclones putting team before self. Otherwise, a potential UAB lurks on any given game day. The message got through to McKay, and to his credit, 
He posted a wide-ranging apology Sunday. Jamil's an emotional guy, and those moods can come across selfish. Prome previously said he won't decide anything until he sits down with McKay face-to-face. Based on Prome's actions, trust him. That goes for McKay, too. Talk to a former Hawkeye football player or anyone close to the Iowa program, and he will describe a Kirk Ferentz that we don't always see in public. But this week, we caught a glimpse as the coach turned proud father. You know, it's a, it's a good story, and we're really proud of him. I think everybody here is proud of him. Um, it's a good story. Yes, it is. And now, James Ferentz, Super Bowl champion. For a bad story that won't go away, we can thank State Senator Mark Shelgren. Shelgren introduced a bill that would ban Iowa's state universities from collaborating with Stanford until Stanford apologizes for its band's stupid and irreverent Rose Bowl halftime show. The sophomoric nonsense is what the Stanford band does. And now the band is no doubt celebrating the best trolling job since Andy Fales went bison hunting. Fortunately, the bill was spiked, but not before we look like we can't laugh at ourselves and that the Rose Bowl halftime score was the real source of frustration. John? Would Hawkeye fans be upset if they were leading 35-0 at the half? No, no, not as upset. Keith, I need to address a serious epidemic that's spreading across the country. Dabing. Dabing? Dabbing? Dabbing. 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 I want to officially put an, put an end to this ridiculous celebration. It's gotten out of hand, and we have the power here at Sound Off to end it. Three years ago, we put an end to the Harlem Shake. End. Now, there are varying reports as to how this powerful sneezing dance got started, but sources tell me originators of the dab include Migos, Skippa da Flippa, Pee Wee Longway, and Rich the Kid. What? And while all of these artists have a, had a huge influence on society, this dabbing needs to cease. Cam Newton dabs, okay, he's young, hip star quarterback. Lou Holtz dabbing, not so much. Tavon Smith dabbing for the Hawkeyes, okay, huge touchdown in the Big Ten title game. Terry Branstad being forced to dab in Iowa State's locker room, not needed. The official death of the dab happened this week when ESPN's Ed Werder tried it. With Newton first saying, everyone dab on three. Wow. Oh, that's bad. I feel bad for him. Come on, America. We can do this. No more awkward dabs. If you need to dab, do it in the confines of your own home. Not for me, but for America and for the kids. John, I don't even think you've dabbed, and, and you're known as, like, the uncoolest uh, white guy in America, right? Well, that's why I'm putting an end to it. Okay. Because I saw it in the mirror. <laughs> and thought this thing needs to uh, This thing needs to go away. I'll tell you what else put an end to the dab, the Bronco defense. Uh, Peter is in West Des Moines. Peter, how about that Bronco defense? Totally dominant today. Well, thank you. Number one, uh, I think what it showed is that preparation and defense and really showed what can be done. Uh, what I didn't like is how I think ESPN played this quarterback of Cam versus Peyton. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, 
Cam is a young guy that got overshadowed by a, a team in Denver that was ready to play. You looked at the interviews with ESPN earlier. Uh, th- they were ready, and that, that's a big thing. And for you, John Sears, I was your neighbor for a long time when you were growing up right in back of me. But this was a great game. I, people say there was no defining moment. I think this was just a great game where the coaches won the game and the players did what they needed to do. Hey. Thank you, Peter. Uh, appreciate the Good call. to hear from you, Pete. Yeah, g- good hearing from him. Um, I, I don't think it was a great game, but it was a great defense. Yeah. And I, I, I have come to love Cam Newton's personality. I love that he looks like he's having fun, that he's celebrating. But he, he didn't quite back up the confidence in this game. If you're going to talk that much and be that confident, you have to play big on the biggest stage, yeah. and he really didn't. And a lot of that credit, of course, goes to the Denver defense. We saw sure. Tom Brady struggle with that defense as well, but uh, Cam did not play well. No, he missed a lot of throws he early did. on, had a lot of high throws. And as you said, if you're going to dab and gotta do all that, up. you got to back it up in the biggest game. And he didn't do it. Now, he's only, what, 26 years old, so he's going to have plenty of opportunity for another run at a Super Bowl. Exactly what they said about Dan Marino. And it uh, worked out good, didn't it? Uh, Sergeant in uh, DeSoto, Sergeant, you uh, yeah. have a thought about the Cyclones? Yeah, I don't think Jamal McKay's a problem. I think George Nyang's the most overrated player in college basketball. Why do you it's think just, George Nyang is, is overrated? He, he took a lot of shots in that AM, AM game and he got him to go, but here's the thing. Well, sometimes he has to be a volume shooter because they, they need points and he can be streaky uh, and he can get a shot off in, in so many different ways. You don't see value in that? Very true. I do see value in that, but the thing is, He's also the reason they're not undefeated. He travels and he chokes at the end. I think they need to play Burton more. McKay's not the problem, and George Nyang's overrated. That's just my personal opinion. I know I have no balls. We'll see you later. Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, there's no team in college basketball that's uh, undefeated. So if you're thinking that George Nyang is the problem, that the Cyclones aren't undefeated, yeah. then the argument probably ends right there. He is traveling more, but there's an emphasis now mm-hmm. on calling the travel, yeah. and you have to adjust, and players, not just George Nyang, are adjusting to that new emphasis. It is time for lookalikes with a local connection. The director, Old Spice Judges. First up, Andy and Urbandale says, Iowa State's Deontay Burton looks like Theo Huxtable. Ooh. Old Spice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Andy in Urbandale. Yeah. Uh, Nick in Waukee. Uh, this is another one, a good one. He says Sherman Dillard. Oh, my. The Iowa oh assistant my. basketball coach looks like J.B. Smoove. Old Spice. Look, this, that, that could be a Hall of Famer right there. Look at that one. This is glasses a, and everything. This is a good week, sound off viewers. Hey, guys, you ever meet someone who could find something wrong with something that everyone else just loves? I'm your Huckleberry. It's What's Bugging Andy next. What's the real reason Andy Fails left Sound Off? To get away from Keith Murphy. Can you really trust a man who goes this low on the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> Not afraid to be seen in public with Hawkeye lover and Iowa trader Chris Hassel. Who wears a hat this big? Big-headed Keith Murphy. That's who. Lover of nature? <laughs> Yeah, right. American, yes. Iowan, no. Keith Murphy was born in Vermont. John Sears. He's better than stupid-faced Keith Murphy. I'm John Sears, and I approve this message. 
Follow us on Twitter. It's at SoundOff13. George writes, if they can stay healthy and fully invested, ISU can make a deep run. Point guards, playmakers, veterans tend to win in March and April. Jens the Viking writes, Iowa State doesn't have the depth to make a run. Niang always looks gassed and causes him to make bad decisions. Bench needs more minutes. Scott writes about the Hawkeyes. I love how there's no let up in this team, no matter who the opponent is. No playing down to lesser opponent, always all out. Well, there's probably nothing about the Super Bowl that bugs Andy. Wrong. Some of the fondest sports memories of my life involve the Super Bowl. Watching with my dad down in the basement of her old house with the thick black and red shag carpeting. <laughs> watching with my childhood friends. Watching the Packers win in 97 while working in Wisconsin where the entire state shut down and then partied for a week straight. Watching the Rams win a Lombardi trophy for my hometown. A trophy that's now on some U-Haul bound for Los Angeles. Now, I wouldn't part with those memories for anything. It sounds like I'm talking about something truly joyous and good, doesn't it? Like a family vacation or Christmas or wedding. But I'm actually talking about something which bugs me a whole lot. I mean, if the Super Bowl is a football game, then King Kong is a squirrel monkey. It's related to football. I mean, it's football at the very middle. It's just a whole giant gorilla more than that. Look, I love football, and defending that point makes me feel like I'm debating the voice of the American God. Andy, you like football? Then you must love the Super Bowl. No, man, I don't. Andy, you like ice cream? Yes? Well, then you must love this 10-pound sundae served in a paint roller tray. No, man, that's too much, you see? I mean, the Super Bowl commercials, the parties, the two weeks of press conferences and speculation, it's too much. You like your Toyota truck? Well, then you'll love the Godzilla Tundra. <laughs> no, no. All right, I feel like someday archaeologists are going to dig us up and wonder just how out of whack our priorities were. I mean, the way we look at an Egyptian sarcophagus and say, yeah, neat, but that's a lot of gold to throw away on something we get done with a pine box. The Super Bowl is actually beginning to look a little Egyptian, isn't it? I mean, we didn't just have a halftime act. Katy Perry came riding in atop a mighty golden lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocking the Super Bowl makes me sound like some sort of post-Christmas Scrooge, but you know I'm on to something, right? I mean, it's not only an all-American event, it's a display of everything that's wrong with America. I mean, a football game covered with ads, ads, for products that we can barely even recognize. What's GoDaddy? Uh, I, I don't know, but move out of the way, Danica Patrick's naked. <laughs> even when you get rid of all of the ads, all the fluff, all the people, what have you got? I mean, Levi Stadium, a $1 billion football field that the 49ers footed only 20% of the bill for. Uh, boo! Quit being so un-American. Well, I say there's nothing un-American about loving football and ice cream and the idea that sometimes they are better off understated. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. 
Super Bowl one hit wonders when Sound Off returns live, plus more of your live takes at 515 282 9010. We'll hear from Jerry and Altoona, James in Des Moines. It's time to sound off. Uh, like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Kim writes about the Super Bowl. Gaga loved, halftime show loved, game loved, great entertainment. I think she loved it. Matt writes, another outstanding team effort. The Hawks are making road wins look easy. Almost all of our wins are double-digit victories, which is unheard of. We will need our A game on Thursday. Go Hawks. Who's in your five? Super Bowl one hit wonders. Not quite fair, but uh, these guys had biggest big games their biggest games of their career on the biggest stage. Malcolm Butler, Patriots, Super Bowl 49, then a backup, and he made arguably the biggest play in Super Bowl history. He is now a starter. He may, ha- he may have another wonder ahead of him. He could. He could. He shows a lot of potential. David Tyree, Super Bowl oh. 42, Giants pin the ball to his helmet in Super Bowl's most improbable catch ever, otherwise a journeyman. Number three, Max McGee, Super Bowl won the Packers, backup receiver. I Didn't don't expect remember to play. this one. Yeah, he was hung over, but he was, <laughs> he was called to service and caught the first touchdown in Super Bowl history. Number two, Larry Brown, Super Bowl 30, the Cowboys, the MVP picked off two horrible Neil O'Donnell passes, signed a huge free agent contract, picked off one more pass oh, in his career. And number one, Timmy Smith of the Redskins, Super Bowl 22, he started one game his rookie season, the Super Bowl. He rushed for 204 yards, later cut, and then imprisoned. We go to uh, Jerry in Altoona with a thought on today's Super Bowl. Uh, Jerry, before we talk about the Super Bowl, how much did you eat? Because I'm I'm uncomfortable. This is starting to turn into, like, Thanksgiving Part 2 for me. Absolutely way too much, but the good thing is, is I got shorts on with no buttons on them, so oh, yeah, the, I don't that, have like to loosen them up. Oh, that's good, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing yoga pants, so I'm fine. <laughs> okay, well, I wanted to say that uh, Cam likes to model himself after Superman. The last I checked, the only thing uh, Superman's afraid of is kryptonite. He's not afraid of a football, and he's not afraid of contact. Uh, Cam avoided that football like the plague, and uh, he looked more like... Uh, Superman's arch nemesis, Bizarro. It, and that's a, it was a bad look. You're right. And I have, have you heard an explanation for why he didn't dive in there and make an attempt to recover that ball? Is there because he's something... too pretty. He's uh, a pretty boy. But he's not afraid of contact. It, it doesn't add up to me. It surprises me. Well, today he looked soft like those yogurt commercials that he does. Oikos. I think they're Oikos yeah, commercials. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that, that was very odd, that fumble, because if they, if they, if they recover that, they still got the ball. They got a chance. The Broncos got to go down and score. I don't know what he was doing. It's almost like he looked afraid to go headfirst into the pile because Von Miller or somebody was coming diving the other way. He didn't want to go headfirst against him, it looked like. James in Des Moines has a thought. So does Randy in Urbandale. We'll get to that in a moment. But it's a no-go for Kurt Warner when Sound Off returns live. John and I face off. Plus, those live calls at 2A2-9010. You can always email the show, soundoff at whotv.com. Hey, everyone, don't look now, but the Hawkeyes are number one in the CBS Sports Poll, which is widely recognized by a few people at CBS Sports who actually know they have a poll there. Uh, That's from (laughs) Shane in Marshalltown. Time for face-off. This week, I may argue for the sake of arguing, or I may not. Murph Johnny Manziel is a mess. He looks done to me. 
This guy needs help for his life before we even consider football. His own dad said if Johnny doesn't get it together, he could be dead soon. Can't argue that. Still no native Iowan in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner again misses the cut. Warner did have a late start and he was benched by the Giants, but this was Brett Favre's year for the Hall. True. Uh, Warner, though, also won a Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP. He holds the top three passing games in Super Bowl history. And maybe most remarkably, he led the Cardinals to within one play of a Super Bowl title. He's a Hall of Famer. No doubt. Ken Stabler becomes the Ron Santo of football, elected to the Hall of Fame right after he dies. Stabler is before your time, John, but he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time yeah. ago. Stats from Snake's error don't jump off the page, but Stabler just had it. And man, could he party. <laughs> I love seeing Bill Self apologize for and sharply criticize his own player, Brandon Green, for a douche dunk. That's what it's called, douche dunk? That's what I'm calling it, a douche dunk. I like self-apologizing for the bad sportsmanship. I thought he went a little over the top. I mean, Green dunked. He didn't grab his crotch and scream, dunk this. Yeah, but Kansas was up 16, and the handshake line was already forming. Douche dunk, right? Douche dunk. Over under overrated Roman numerals for Super Bowls. If you have to look it up, it's too hard. Underrated Super Bowl 50. Now that's a number I could recognize right there. Yeah, me, me too on my birthday. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the calls here. Joe and Grimes, 60 second sound off. Joe, we can just get one thought from each caller. Joe, what's your thought? Yes. Go ahead, Joe. This is Joe out in Grimes. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, about the basketball coach, he, he picked a good time to, to make that player stay home. What a time to play the number, the uh, third worst team in the Big 12. Now, if they'd have been playing Oklahoma or Kansas, I'll guarantee you that man would have been down there. Well, you're questioning Steve Prohm's integrity then if, if you don't believe he would have done it if the opponent is tougher. If they, had, if they would have had any other team except the, one of the bottom three teams in the Big 12, that man wouldn't have been setting the names down there Saturday. He'd have been down there playing basketball. I hope you're wrong. Um, I, I, I do think he felt strongly about what happened at yeah, practice. I do too. Uh, but I can't tell you you're wrong, but uh, I do hope you're wrong. Randy, you're in Urbandale. Uh, yes, how's it going? Uh, first of all, as an Iowa fan, I do not think George Nang is overrated. And second of all, how deep do you think the Hawkeyes can win the tournament? Man, it's all about matchups once you get to the tournament, but they are as consistent as any team in the country right now. I, I, minimum Sweet 16, but I look, it's parity in college basketball. They, can, they are a contender. I, I like a team that comes to play every yeah. game when you're talking about a deep run, and Iowa is doing that, and it's wide open. Yeah. Uh, apologies to all you waiting, but that's going to have to do it for us. We're back next week. Hope you are too. Good night. Hi, I'm Michael Admire. I was born with Midwest values, like niceness. Now we've all seen ads like these. Who wears a hat this big? Big-headed Keith Murphy. And these. How can you trust a man named after a toilet and a department store? I think Murphy and Sears are great guys and true professionals. But if they're taking a much-deserved vacation day, I would like you to consider me as host for Sound Off. I know nice, and Michael Admire is one nice son of a b****. Paid for by the committee to end insufferably insulting attack ads. Thanks for doing that, man. You look like you could use this. You're right. I'm Michael Admire, and I approve this message.
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.